The Dog and Do Show is produced by Daimar Productions in association with Studio B Productions. Welcome to Utah's longest running sports podcast. This is Dog and Deuce. Every week or so, we take a deep dive into the Utah Jazz, Utes, Cougars, Aggies, and everything in between. Utah football is 4-1 and and will face a tough test this weekend against UCLA. Plus, BYU will face their own test as they host Notre Dame. Utah State's troubles continue and the Jazz begin preseason. All that and we'll preview every single NFL game coming up on Dog and Deuce number 393 from studio b in salt lake city salt lake city this is dog and deuce join the conversation at dogandeuce.com or send an email to dogandeuce at gmail.com Thank you for listening to episode 393 of the Dog and Deuce Show. If you want to know more, and I sure hope you do, follow along with the show notes at dogandeuce.com. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, dogandeuce.com, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We would love to hear from you. Send us an email to dogandeuce at gmail.com. I'm Dog. And I'm Deuce. This is episode 393 of Dog and Deuce. How you doing, Mr. James? I'm all right, Mr. Allen. How are you doing this evening? <laughs> Good, man. Um, lots of football. This is the best time of year because lots of football constantly, all the time. It's my favorite. Um, and the Utes won. So what's your impression? Utes are 4-1. and one, So they had that one letdown against Florida. I, I saw someone post on Twitter that the Utes still have not played a complete game. Which is true, right? But we are going into the sixth game of the of the season. At what point does it become? Well, that's just who they are. Like, and I'm I'm not saying the Utes. I'm not, I'm not saying the Utes are a bad team. I'm just talking in general. That's one of those sports cliches that you hear a lot, where they're like, the Jazz or or the the Denver Nuggets have not played a complete game yet, or the New England Patriots have not played a complete game yet. What's going to happen when they when they Finally put the everything together. And like, that's fine when you're like week two, when you have two games. But when you're going into your sixth game, like, isn't it like, this is just kind of who they are. Like, this is their complete game. At what point is it just, you're just making excuses? That's a good question. Very philosophical of you. It is. Uh, to which I don't have a, a quiet an answer, but it does feel like I wouldn't term any of their play bad. In really any game, I wouldn't say it's bad. I mean, there could be improved upon, but it does feel like there's something missing. And I haven't exactly been able to put my finger on it. And the next, I mean, this game this week, you know, is going to be a hard test. UCLA Bruins. It's a big one. UCLA Bruins are playing well. I do think it's funny. Like, I've been kind of steering clear of sports talk radio and stuff. And the. Man, I just think, you know, I heard like two weeks ago, half the people who are saying exactly what I just said, like, oh, they barely beat South Alabama. Maybe they aren't as good as we thought, you know, and now suddenly they roll in last week, get the dub and everyone's thinking they are who they thought they were in week one. It's crazy. Um, The Utes have had really good success 
Yeah, you, you cannot argue around. with the results. Yep. I mean, you'd like to have that that one pass in the Florida game back for sure. But other than that, like, you can't argue with it, man. Like, they're... But it does. I think what it is for me is we're not seeing a lot of defensive line pressure that's, or the that's blitzes a- aren't getting home like they're not mixing up. And maybe they haven't had to. Maybe they're just that good. But I would I mean, look, if you're getting picky, they're giving up some points, you know, and I mean, the offense is scoring a lot and it, it's not flashy and they're giving them some short fields. Don't get me wrong. And Clark Phillips played great last year. But I mean, up front, it doesn't feel like and I don't have the statistics to back this up. Just doesn't feel like we're getting home. You know, and this is supposed to be Sac Lake City, and I'm not getting that vibe, which is maybe that's what's throwing me off. Dude. It's kind of weird when I don't see, uh, you know, either getting pressure with some of our defensive linemen, or then we're, if not, we're manufacturing blitzes, you know, with Cole Bishop or someone else. And in previous years, whoever our safeties were. So it just doesn't feel like we're getting there. I don't even know if I wouldn't say they're not trying. It just doesn't feel like we're getting home. Like we're. Correct me. Know. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, yeah, I mean, there is that name, Sack Lake City. It feels like we had that for two seasons, and those were yeah. both the star Lotu Lele seasons. It feels like that's the only time we've really forced – and I could be wrong, but just, like, from eye test, not going and looking at the stats, it feels like those are the only two seasons, at least off the top of my head, that I can remember where youths were just dominating and sacking the quarterback like crazy. Yeah, it feels like it was a two or three year run. You're right. Like in the third year, it was like still pretty good because those first two years are almost unattainable consecutively. Right. It feels like because it was so just. But then, off but the, the name was the name Sack Lake City was solidified, and now it's stuck in our brains, and we just kind of assume that that's what it is. But I don't. I just it doesn't. I could be wrong, but it, I really don't feel like we've ever had super dominant like the. the to the point where it's like, whoa, oh, damn, dude. Like, they are getting it. Uh, dominating offense, offensive line or defensive lines. Like, it just doesn't seem like we've had that level. Um, not that they haven't been good in the past, but it's just like what we expect, I don't think, is re- reality. I think is, is what the Yeah, it might not be. I mean, it isn't. Those two years were exceptional right you now. But it feels like it's well below what the standard is, I guess, is what I would say. I, like, yeah, the Utah. No, defensive line has set you know like yeah those two years were crazy dude it felt like they were getting home at least like twice a possession and normally one of them would be like a weird fumble play like it was just insanity and so yeah that's an unrealistic expectation but i think even the standard below that isn't being met it i don't know i mean how many sacks do we have where's the I don't, I'm not on the email anymore where they send that out and i probably should find it because what we're going into week five how many sacks would you say they should have? Uh, I would think week five. I would think at least like seven. At least. At least. I mean, that's, that's like. That's not. I mean, I don't bro, think, they played SUU. <laughs> they should have like five in that game. Well, and look, we are sounding I'm super sorry negative. sorry to be rude, but like literally they should have five in that game. We are sounding super negative right now. It's not, it's not meant to be the case because look at these results. Okay. The loss at Florida, 26-29, 73-7 against Southern Utah, 35-7 against San Diego State, ASU 34-13, and Oregon State 42-16. We're not complaining. Not complaining at all. I just want to be clear about that because we will get pushback on this. But it just it does feel like it's not quite clicking. We're not on all cylinders. A lot of that is slow starts, but that doesn't even matter. At least it hasn't in the last couple of weeks because 
slow starts still gets you a 42 to 16 result against a really good Oregon State team who almost upset USC the, the week before. So it's not like we're, we're, we're not talking now. It just something doesn't feel quite for the results we're getting. It feels like we would be more impressed, like our jaws would be on the floor for what we're seeing. And, and it just hasn't been that that the case so far. So um, I don't know how many sacks we have. But I would say the slow starts and the defensive line are the things I would like to see improved as the season goes on. Because you can't, when you start playing USC and UCLA, slow starts could kill you. They could absolutely stop you before you start. We've seen it before with USC many, many times. UCLA, you might be able to get away with it, but we have troubles with quarterbacks like DTR. The Utes have always had troubles with mobile quarterbacks. Look what happened in Florida, and look what Florida's doing since then. That's always been an issue. So uh, we'll get into that in a second. But I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on on the Utes start. Is this the team that we will see the rest of the season? Are we uh, making excuses by saying they just haven't played a complete game? You know, I just wanted to get your your general reaction to the to the first five games of the season. Yeah, look, I mean, I, it's not as bad as it feels, I think, if you're a Utah fan, because I think the expectations were set really high, right? And like you say, the defense is playing well. I just don't feel like we're getting pressure. That's the one thing. And maybe it's just some weird stuff because of the first game of the season where it's just like, I don't feel like we're getting to the quarterback. Here's the stats for the season. Utes have nine total sacks for 65 yards. Okay. You want to guess what our opponents have? Um. Uh, five, three for three. twenty-nine. This is University of Utah official team stats. Let's also be very clear: the offensive line has played uh, well throughout the the opening se- part of the season so far. Have been some lapses for sure, but overall, that that's been the big critique year in and year out, especially at the beginning of the year, is the offensive line play, and they played. They've been much improved than they have at the beginning of other seasons. So that's that's very good for sure. Um, that's interesting. They're also though. doing a lot. Like I hit on they it are. like in Florida. They're not taking deep shots a lot as much as you like. I love to see Jalen Davis on the fly sweep, right? Like, dude, that will that play should work if it's blocked up right. Oh, yeah, you for know? sure. For sure. Um, Brant Keith. I'll be interested to see if they get him involved. I mean, tell me what you think about Tavian Thomas, you know, like there is a, something lurking out there. I'm not sure what it is, and it'd be hard to speculate, but there's he's dealing with some stuff, and there seems to be some internal issues as well. The way it's talked about, at least, it, you know, like he's there's been, some friction for whatever reason, goofing off or maybe just grieving. I don't know. I feel like, though, it must be more than just grieving because I feel like Utah's really dealt with that well in the past. Well, especially everything like, they've gone through the last couple of years, they they know how important it is to allow people to grieve. So I'm not, I, I can't imagine that it's just, you know, that. I, I think there's something else. There's definitely friction going on. And I will say this, you know, props to Tavion because a lot of other players, and I would, I would go out on a limb and say most players, when they get benched like that in such a public way, kind of humiliating way, uh, they just jump into the transfer portal immediately. And he's sticking with it, which is outstanding. So uh, who knows what's going to happen, man? But I would imagine he's going to start seeing more playing time, right? I mean, it's he he played a little bit 
last week did not have much success, but he really didn't play that much. And they got to have a, a, a good run game. They have to. In order for this offense to work through the air and for Cam to be able to do what he needs to do, they have to be able to run the ball. That's that's just a staple of a Utah offense. One thing I am seeing with this Utah team so far, it's like textbook Utah football with a, a, a better than average offense, if that makes sense. So it's like a, a the defense looks lost at times, but it's bending and not breaking. Because when it gets down to the red zone, they're stopping teams, they're forcing field goals. Even though there's a lot of bad, bad, bad penalties, they're still not giving up a ton of points. Um, and then the offense is actually doing what we hope an offense to do. Because usually in the past, with Utah offenses, they have disappointed, to say the least. So it's I, I think this is this is what we've always wanted with Utah. We've always complained what happens if we ever have a good offense. And this is exact. You're seeing it. This is exactly what happens. So um, again, I mean, it's you're right. It's crazy though. I was just looking at the stats, man, and we're scoring 85. percent I I hate to be stat guy, but it's just try. I'm just trying to feel like if my general filling, how I feel, like there's something missing, is is played out in the numbers. I mean, red zone scores for Utah this year, 23 out of 27. If it could only be 24, we'd probably might have a you know. Uh, be undefeated, but they haven't been there a lot through four games. Teams that have gotten in the red zone are nine of 12 for red zone, five of five of 12. So five touchdowns and four field goals, which is, and one for one on a PAT. But I'll tell you what, that, that, that four field goals, that's actually a pretty good stat. I don't know what the average is, but I would imagine when a team- it's just a high, I'm just saying it's a higher than number. I feel the same way as you, but it's a higher number than I would expect for both us and and as well for our opponents against our defense. That could be total recency bias because the defense, I mean, Clark Phillips last week versus Oregon State. My God, have a game, dude. I just- like, that was legit. I, I That is my favorite thing. When one player on the defense just destroys everything, that's like my dream game James, to watch. Why? In the hell would you keep throwing to him? Why would you go anywhere near that end of the field if he's there? Yeah, he should have been the first one where you found and just been like, yeah, I'm going to throw the other direction. It is all possible. Believable to me. Like I I last one handed one in the back of the end zone was super sick. That was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. I mean, I'm sitting there watching this thing. I just could not believe it. I'm like, oh, he got one. Awesome. He got another one, and then he got a third one. Yep, like, and one for a TD, and one Bang. for a TD. It's, I mean, it's just I, that, incredible. It's like, yeah, so that's that was pretty sweet. But I mean, it just feels like so they're scoring touchdowns forty two percent of their trips. Now that's not a lot because this would be through four games. That means there's like three a game, right? Right. But the percentage when they get there is high, and that could be, you know, later. I don't know. I feel like though our starters have played a lot, even when we're up. You know, yeah. I haven't really felt that second unit come in yet. So, and then again, I don't want to be negative. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm just yeah, like, is this coming off as negative? Do, I, I mean, don't, I, you know, I hope not. I hope not. I, I just, listener, sound off. Do you feel like, I feel like there's a hitch in the giddy up somewhere. It just doesn't really place it. it. Yeah. And, and another thing that I, I don't even want to say it concerns me, but it's, it's, um, I, I'd like, I don't know. I don't know how I classify it, but just the way, Cam's throwing the ball 
doesn't give me a lot of confidence. It's not necessarily the throws he's making. It's kind of how the ball comes out of his hand. And I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the mechanics of how he throws, but it just like every time it's just like, oh, like I, I, I cringe a little bit because it looks like it's going to be a bad throw, but it usually ends up being a great throw. So I don't yeah. know if that's just me overanalyzing, me being a little too paranoid, but it's just wow, that is so serious. You're going into mechanics now. I, I guess quantum man. physics is up next. I folks. guess. Hold dude. on, James. We're in uncharted territory for me because I am just a, a pessimist when it comes to my Utes, and they're playing well. So I guess I'm just making up reasons to to be scared to tell me it's well, not going to work out. I mean, look. The slow starts are something that is concerning. You you hit on that, and that is absolutely true. You know, the results you can't deny. But and Oregon State's a really good team. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I went to the SUU game and remember that was the last time we recorded. So yep. if you need any history, yeah, we were talking about the spread and in like the second quarter, I'm like, oh yeah. I'm dude. We, I was totally right. Like they're not, they're not going to cover the spread. Yeah. And like the lady next to me is like, no way. She's like, what is it? And I can't even remember what it was. It was 43 like 40, and a half, 43. And she's like, yeah, no way we're going to cover that. And that, then our buddy Mike's like, yeah, dude, that, I mean, I didn't even have any money on it, but we just said it. And yeah. then it turns out to be 73 to seven. Yeah. So. They covered plus 23 points. Wild. <laughs> just nuts, dude. Like it's just nuts. That's just kind of how the whole season has gone. All right. Last Negative thing. How oh. how much of a problem is Keithy's season-ending injury going to be for that offense? What was interesting, I mean, remember, too, this Oregon State game, Solomon Enos didn't play at all. He, he was out. He didn't even suit up? I don't know if he didn't suit up, but I don't. he didn't see the field, I he don't didn't, think, if you checked his play chart. I know he didn't catch a, a pass because I was yeah, looking I, for he it. He didn't play. He was injured, banged up, saving him probably for the UCLA game. Look, they, they've come alive, and they even came alive in the game that he got hurt, if I recall correctly. the wide receiver, I mean, I think Ennis had a touchdown there. They need to step up. Like, I mean, look, it's your senior year. Is it going to be more difficult? Absolutely. You know? In some ways, this is when they should be relying more heavily than ever on the run game. Yep. Um, yep. But they're throwing the ball at what feels like a lot, at least for a Utah squad. Is it, you know, is it Texas Tech? No. But compared to what Utah normally does, they're but they're not. I don't know, man. There have been some bigger plays as of late. I just don't feel like we're here's, connecting on the super deep ball, one on one, beating down the sideline or anything. I don't know. Here's it what worries like, me: um, rushing. Cam was the leading rusher. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, he had a, a ton of great runs on that. He had 73 yards. The next closest person was Jalen Dixon with 22 yards on one play. Yep. And then we go to Mackay had 19. Jalen Glover had 20. Tavion had 16 on six carries. That's a problem. Um, and Jaquin and Jackson had 14 on four carries. It's So that we need Tavion to play. I mean, that, that's as simple as that. He's got to play and he's got to be more productive than he was. Um, this is going to be a huge game. Let's Let's transition into the UCLA game. Utes are favored by four and a half. I'm a little surprised because just because of how well UCLA beat up on Washington. Um, I watched the South Alabama game, dude. Like UCLA looked like garbage. They looked bad. And then they come out on fire. Like this is, if this isn't Pac-12 football, I don't know what is. 
Like they, you just one one week a team will look like a dumpster fire, and the next week they're beating, they're taking down a you know a, a ranked team, and it's just I I don't even know what to make of UCLA at this point. Um, I am a little worried about like we talked about DTR that that type of quarterback has always given the Utes trouble in the past, and th- that's historically and consistently. So I am a little worried about that. How do you see this game breaking down? What are your concerns? What are your uh, what what do you where are you optimistic? What what's what did it look like for you? Look, I mean, you're right totally about the quarterback play, and we haven't played him a lot. Um, and there is some familiarity though with the the type of offense Chip Kelly is going to run. You know, like they're familiar with that. So I and running running is a big part of it that's typically what their quarterbacks do well and he he has takes it to a next level at least from a, a quarterback you know position perspective um and they need to be concerned right i, I mean the linebackers are going to have to have a huge day because if you stop the run and minimize i don't know that you can stop him completely although at times utah defenses when they really key in on that They've had success, whether mostly with the running back position, right? Um, and they have a hell of a running back, too, on UCLA. I can't recall his name right off the top. I'm sure you can. But <laughs> got to stop the run and just hope the, the you know, look, Hubert had a great play, too. I thought they were going to score. T- Oregon State was going to score a touchdown on that. And then I thought we were going to get a, all the way a return for the touchdown. Even my daughter was like, dang, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, she's like, nice. So that I that one got to try to bait him into making those throws and hope they go get him. I mean, Clark Phillips is in on fire right now, right? Hubert had a pick last game. I mean, the defensive backs are playing amazing. Now the question is, and it's the one we hit on to begin the show is, can we get home? If we can't get home, can we not let him run 55 yards? That's what scares me more than anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. How many times have we seen this? When a quarterback starts getting mobile, getting out of the pocket, creating yards with his legs, and then because he does that, he's able to throw it all over the place on us. How many times have we seen this script as Ute fans and people who cover the Utes? It happens all the time. It's the textbook way to beat Utah. It is. That's how you beat them, man. If you have a pocket passer, we're pretty damn good with defending that. But we are not good defending a mobile quarterback. It's never been a strong suit. It's always been a problem and an Achilles heel for Kyle Whittingham's defenses. So I, it scares the hell out of me. That said, you know, UCLA, I'm, I don't know, man. I don't think they're as good as, as they showed against Washington. But that's just because I had that South Alabama game still sticking in my head. It's, it's hard for me to get past that because that was – they're lucky they won that game. That was That's pretty embarrassing. Um but and who else have they played? Other than Washington, they played Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama, and Colorado, who is just awful. So I don't know, man. Um, this is going to be a huge game. I wonder if their fans are going to show up for this. It's like, what time's the game at? It is at 1.30 p.m. 1.30. Um, it's, it's a perfect day to go out and watch some football if you're down there. So I don't know why they wouldn't show up. It's a huge game. Conference implications. I mean, this is just, it's massive, man. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think, will the stage be too big for UCLA? I don't know. We, the Utes have already played on a massive stage in Florida. 
and they came on the road too. on the road and they came that close to walking away with the victory. So yeah, let's be clear. Very rarely, if ever, would the Rose Bowl be compared to the swamp? Never. As far as difficulty never. of playing. You know? I'm talking more about the, uh, the big stage, the, the big uh, implications of this game, the ramifications of this game are huge. So uh, I, I don't, yeah, you know, the Rose Bowl never will never be the swamp, um, <laughs> which is, which is sad because that place holds a ton of people and it's a great venue. So, um, I have Utah winning it. I don't have a score yet, though, man. I keep going back and forth on this. I think it's going to be a shootout, though. I think it'll be high. I'm going to work on my score. Let's hear. Let's hear your breakdown. I mean, look. I think what it, we hit on what it is. You know, the Utes offense needs to keep doing what they're doing. You know, keep doing. They're scoring points. The defense needs to get home, or at least the defensive line needs to be you know, gap sound or whatever containment, do not let him get outside. And if you get home, you have to take him down because that is one way to beat him. And you've seen this in the, I've watched a fair amount of UCLA PAC 12 after dark scenario, solo missions with the dogs, you know, like I've been there and seen him like, and if you hit him, you can fluster him because he's not overly big. He's not Richardson in the sense of like, he'll go down. Richardson was yes. like, drought, you got to like have five guys. It felt like, right. Cause we got some hits on him and he wasn't going down. Uh, you know, uh, Thompson Robinson will, and you, that's the number one way, but you also can't, it's a catch 22. Like if you're going to go, you got to get home. And if you're not, you got to stay and make him try to beat you with his arm. If you do that with our defensive backs, how they've been playing, your chances are pretty high, you know, and stop uh, the running back's name is Zach Charbonnet. Oh yeah. You, you know, slow yeah. him up even. You don't I you don't need to here's the thing. There's no stopping them completely. They're probably going to have a drive or two where they get you. It's where you can't let one of those drives, especially if it's early, which is what my main concern, and that's where Utah could be prime for the upset is if the offense has another slow start and somehow DTR breaks off a 60-yard touchdown run, where are we that now? You know, exactly like that. And you can't let it. If that happens, you can't let it snowball defensively from a defensive perspective. And if you're, you know, the offense might have to say, hey, we got to get in gear quicker because sometimes when you let the, you know, let the horse out of the out of the gates, they don't stop running. Yeah, it happens all the time. That's exactly what happened against Washington. That's exactly what happened. A hundred percent. So who you got winning? I'm going to go with Utah. I mean, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see how much Tavian Thomas plays. Hopefully Micah Bernard, they say he's banged up. Hopefully Jalen Davis can get involved. I mean, he was a deep threat early on. I know it wasn't cam rising, but he caught some deep balls, dude. And somehow get him. They were normally over the middle and out of the slot. So I'd like to see one of those at least attempted, you know, I mean, the thing that throws me off is we did a did we did we do another flea flicker? Am I crazy? I don't know. I saw. I thought I saw another. Uh, we did. Flea yeah, there's something. We did something. I, I know Oregon State did too. They pulled out the the trick. Yeah. I mean, when you're doing that, it doesn't give me great faith that you think you can do it just normally, like I'm sort of expecting, right? In the course of major play, when you got to go resort to the trick plays, you're in a sticky situation. Uh, I got the Utes winning. I don't think it will be a shootout, and I think. If it's a shootout, it's less likely that Utah wins. I got tw- 28-17 Utah. All right. I I, my, I settled on a score 35-30 Utah. So it's, 
not a, not a crazy high score, but I, I just think the defenses are going to struggle. I just, I really worry about Utah's defense against the mobile quarterback. It's the only thing, if it, if it were not for that factor, I would be all over the Utes on this one because UCLA, I just don't think they're as good as they showed against Washington. It could be crazy, but I just don't see it. Okay, let's move on to the the mighty BYU Cougars taking down in-state rival Utah State Aggies. That was interesting for the first half. Uh, I mean, look, we were trying not to be negative uh, when talking about Utah. I'm going to try and be positive when talking about BYU here because the last couple games uh, have not been exactly what we wanted to see especially after the Baylor thriller that was. Um, they got beat down by Oregon. Uh, they they played tough against Wyoming, took them out. And then Utah State, like, look, 38-26. That's a sound win over a rival, but also you were down at halftime and you were struggling. And so to me, I don't care that it's a rivalry game. Utah State is just not good this year. They are They are bad. And you, you should not have had troubles with that. So if you're a BYU fan, I know you're not, James, but put yourself in their shoes for a minute. If you're a BYU fan, how worried are you going into this game against Notre Dame? The fighting Irish, right? The yeah. fighting Irish. In Las Vegas. Um, it's going to be packed with BYU fans, that's for sure. I'll be interested to see the discrepancy if there is any. I mean... Um, I'm a little worried about the run defense if I'm them. That that's just my general take. Like to give up and this is getting picky kind of 24 and 26 to Wyoming and Utah State. I mean, it's not good. No, you know. It's not it's good. Not. Neither of those teams are very good this year, right? Uh-huh. Like let's be honest, neither of them are very good. And that's coming off the loss of lost to Oregon, which we didn't get to a couple weeks ago. Now you roll into, you know, I mean, I can remember when this was Catholics versus Mormons. I had a t-shirt, bro. Did you have said that? Oh, for sure. Like every year, dude. And they weren't played at a neutral site. It was home and away. Like I totally, I have all of them. I'm sure I have some of them somewhere, dude. Like I'm a hoarder, so I'm sure they are. That's funny. yeah, so like I know all about this, and BYU has been pretty successful when they've played Notre Dame. Um, I, it's hard for me, you know, and Jaron Hall, the evolution of him has been good to see. Like, it's crazy to me that some people think he's more of a pro threat than Cam Rising. I don't know if I go there or some, I mean, they have him pretty high. I've seen, you know, top 10, and Cam Rising isn't, which is uh, whatever. Maybe that's just bias, but, um, I don't. I would be worried with the the run defense. They did. They did get a gift in that their safety one is a pill, and uh, Notre Dame's middle linebacker lost his, so he won't be there. Twenty seven. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, so he won't be there for the first half, which should be a, a boon for BYU and Notre Dame. I mean, let's be honest. There was a threat of their coach being the first coach in history, and I can't remember his name, but I'm. He's, I think he's a good hire, and I think he'll be successful at Notre Dame. Uh, of being Owen starting Owen three, you know, yeah, and Notre Dame, they've come along since then. Uh, uh, but they lost to two. Marshall, they lost to Marshall. I mean, and but they played Ohio State 21 10. They that's did better than that's better than anyone has played. They've played Ohio State, that's better than anyone that almost right. any team in the state has played. 
And then you sort of expect that. I mean, you don't expect him to lose, but you expect that game to be a little closer. Not only did you not get the week one victory, you're, you're probably nicked up, right? And Marshall's coming in and it's like, yeah, that's a perfect trap game. But then, you know, they get Cal, they get UNC back-to-back wins, looking for three in a row against BYU. Points are pretty high for them. 45 last week versus UNC team. It was not bad, not great, but not bad. Right. You know, I think BYU probably gets the victory, but I almost feel like they're due for another sort of letdown game like they had versus Oregon. Yeah, I I don't know. From a defensive perspective, not offensively, but if you give up 42, shootouts are dangerous, man, because in shootouts, you score a lot, but also there tends to be a lot of turnovers. Because you get, you know, someone, you're like, got to score. So you're throwing a lot, throwing a lot. There's a yep. tip ball. Stuff like that tends to happen. That's how the score gets high. And I don't know that that's the game BYU wants to play. Really, truth be told. They definitely don't. There's something up with that defense, too, this year. Um, I don't know what's going on. It's just weird to see a Kalani Sataki defense give up so many points against awful teams, <laughs> to be frank. Um but I agree. I don't know about uh, I, I don't want to dive into the Jaron Hall cam rising debate, but I will. I have a hot take that I'm going to go oh, all in okay. on and I'm going to say Jaron Hall. Is a better football player than Zach Wilson. I like Zach Wilson Whoa. when he was playing after what he did to my board this week. I don't know if I'd be saying that. Uh, well, if I was hey, he did really the same thing to my board, board, but he played an awful game until that comeback went. Can't take that away from him. Play, you know, play great. But Jaron Hall is just, even in the losses, he's good. You know, like he is a, a bright spot and he just seems to get it done. Where Zach Wilson did, but also his senior season or his last season, I don't know if he was a senior, they didn't play anybody, dude. Like they didn't play anybody. Yeah, he definitely didn't. That was the COVID year. Exactly. And Jaron Hall is doing, he's putting up really good numbers against really good teams and it's only going to get harder from here. So to me, uh, just based on both of their play at BYU. I'm not even saying who's going to be the better pro. I'm just saying based on their play at BYU, I am way more impressed with what I'm seeing from Jaron Hall than I ever was with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson always felt like a little unproven to me. Like he would kind of struggle in those bigger games. And then when he got to his final season, you know, the anywhere, any place, anytime headband thing he was wearing – and then not to, you know, ball out against Coastal Carolina. Like to me, like it's just he's he was just unproven. And so Jaron Hall is like he's the real deal, man. He is he's he is he's damn good. Yeah, Zach Wilson's. I mean, you're and it's sort of bearing out. I don't know. They scouts are still real high on him as are the Jets, but they didn't play anyone. And he, they had the luxury of being a very vocal part of that college football season because yes, the Pac-12 they only played six games. But so far in New York, I wouldn't say it's been a disaster. And they're doing all right. It was his first game back. Remember that. I can't believe I'm defending Zach Wilson. What happened to me? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say. Whoa, it's a, snap out of it, man. God damn. I wouldn't say it's a disaster, but I wouldn't say it's been great. I mean, yeah. he's not looked great at times, but I like Jaron Hallmore. I'll put it that way. I, look, me too. I mean, it's if you are not a BYU fan or not a Jets fan, I can't imagine there are a lot of Zach Wilson fans who aren't part of one of those fan bases. I mean, I, sure. I'm not like it is what it is. Jaron Hall is much more likable. Um, 
is okay. Jake, I, it seems to me that BYU's confidence has gone has paralleled Jake Oldroy's success. It seems like as soon as he lost started to lose it, BYU's confidence went down. I'm not saying he caused it. I'm just saying they, they parallel each other. Uh, I don't know That's why. That's a hard situation, man. I feel bad for that kid. He was like the guy, man. He was the guy a couple years ago. He was making the clutch kicks. He's just so much in his head. And with kickers, it's so difficult. It When, when, when their confidence goes, it is like, man, it, it's like missing a two-foot putt, you know? Yeah, it just you get in your own head and you can't get right. And I just you can see it and it just breaks your heart because that slippery four footer gets me every time. dude. (laughs) Every time. Me too. It's so frustrating. So uh, I I don't know, man. I don't know what you do if you're Kalani because you don't want to pull him and totally destroy his confidence, but you can't keep playing him. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing. It's becoming an issue. I don't know how that'll be interesting to see how they deal with it. Hopefully for BYU, it doesn't come down to a field goal because that could get oh, dude. That could get sketchy. Can you dude. imagine if it comes down to like a last second field goal? What's going on in his head? Oh, no. And I mean, they. I think they're sticking with him is what I read. But maybe I'm mistaken. Well, I mean, they know more than we do. They see him at practice. They know his attitude. They know his work ethic. They know more about him Asked. than we do. His the past, past. yeah, right? the past. I mean, like you say, he's been a, a decent to good kicker, I would say. Yeah. It's Which just, yeah, everyone makes fun of kickers, so you need him to make a kick. It's kind seriously. of obnoxious, really. It is. It really is, man. It really is. Uh, One of my favorite football players ever was the punter for the Minnesota Vikings, Chris Klein. Do you remember oh, him? Yeah, of course I remember. Very Chris outspoken. Klein. He was yes. basically kicked out of the NFL. He was. I didn't know that. For what? Uh, that's what I. That's my interpretation okay. of the situation. That's how you. But choose. go ask Hollywood okay. Cold, man. I don't know. He's over there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know, man. I things. I just this hypothetical situation. I've, I've that we've built where it's, it comes down to a last second field goal already makes me feel bad for the kid. <laughs> it hasn't even happened, but I'm like, oh god. So who you got and what's your score then? Uh, I'm going BYU and I'm going. For, because in Vegas, like like you said, the fans will travel. 42 to 38. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I think BYU, I mean, I'm going to go with their number. They're going to hit 38 three weeks in a row. 38-35 BYU. 38-35. I'm a little surprised you're picking BYU here. I mean, look, Notre Dame still got to prove it, too. You know, It's true. And and BYU is the 16th ranked team in the country. Notre Dame's not ranked. I can read. I'm not smart, but I can read a little bit. <laughs> it would. I don't know if it would be a, a super upset because Notre Dame was ranked high to begin the year. They've just fallen out because they've. They, it's not so much the Ohio State loss. It was the loss to Marshall. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, like, you can't right, lose exactly. to Marshall. Exactly. So and they played Ohio State tight. You know, not Ohio State's best game, but. So they have it in them, but BYU, I don't know. I think, I think also there's going to be way more BYU fans there than Notre Dame fans. 100% I'm guessing. For sure. And that's probably going to play a crucial role. Well, <laughs> and here's the thing like BYU got beat by a good team. Right. And Notre Dame has gotten beat by a good team and a awful team that's not even in the same league. Right. I, it's crazy. So uh, to me, that, and, and then the fact that you're going to have that place packed with Cougar fans. You got to go with BYU. Vegas is not as high on them, though. They are picking Notre Dame by three and a half. 
They're going to say, run the ball. They're playing the run. They're saying they can't stop them. And Notre Dame will make one play, essentially. It's true, man. Okay, and that game is uh, 5.30 on Saturday. So that will be a must-watch game for sure. Um, On NBC, too, which is how often do Utes or Cougars play on NBC? Let's move on to Utah State, I guess. I mean, it is what it is. They just are not very good this year, James. And it kind of breaks my heart because that's, you know, when I'm not watching and rooting for the Utes, I'm watching and rooting for the Aggies. And they're making it pretty difficult. It's pretty ugly football. But they did make it interesting in that first half against BYU. I mean, who would have thought how that, you know, you could see not as good a season as last year, maybe. I don't think that's what most Aggie fans were expecting, although they lost, you know, good players. But they still returning your QB and coming off a champ Mountain West Conference Championship year to fall this far. I got to wonder how much that Alabama game is affecting them still. It almost feels like it is. The 55 nothing. I mean, to come back the next week, Weber State, perfect planning, right? Yeah. Weber State, that's a perfect game to play. Yep. You want to play <laughs> them after they get trounced by Weber State or by Alabama because it's probably going to be a really hard game. Yep. Alabama is very physical and they hurt a lot of people every week. If yep. you ever watch their games. So it's true. That's a good scheduling by Weber state. And then, but then to lose to UNLV, I mean, I, 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 although I wondered if it was going to be the jumping off point of, of maybe a, a better run, because remember that year Utah lost to UNLV or was it New Mexico? No, it I think one it of those, was UNLV. I think, it, and that's, and that's it just, they did a way lot better because they were so embarrassed. Like exactly. We can just do a lot of teams, but UNLV, no, but, Having said that, here come the Air Force cadets. <laughs> here come the Air Force Johnny, cadets. let's go. And Logan Throw Bonner. Triple option and make life miserable. <laughs> God, dude, it's just unwatchable. Between their football and basketball team is unwatchable. So boring. <laughs> just sucks. Uh, and, and the Aggies, we should mention Logan Bonner hurt for the season. His career at Utah State is done. Unfortunately, pretty sad. Um, they would have liked to have him against Air Force. That's for sure. But yeah, this triple option, chop blocking, just god awful football. It sucks, man. I that's one thing. Being a Ute fan, I don't miss playing Air Force every year. Yeah, for sure not. <laughs> it I sucks. mean, more in basketball. At least oh. they occasionally break a run in football, you right, know. And it's right. like, wow, that's pretty impressive because you guys are so much smaller. I know the players hate it, and it's pretty. It's down in the trenches, man. It ain't beauty football. It's like what football was raised on man well, here's the thing at one I, point the the true the wishbone triple option was the everything everybody ran that people forget that's true that. that's I all mean, that was ran <laughs> like as far as a football strategy football somehow is the most famous sport yeah go, so go how figure spoiled are we <laughs> at I, least in are they still doing those chop blocks though because this is a thing i never understood you knew they were just going to chop block the whole game but they never got called for it Back in the day. Very rarely, for sure. I don't know if they're still... It's like with Hakeem Olajuwon. You knew he was going to travel every time he touched the ball, but he never got called for it. That hop step, man. It's so frustrating, you know? Like, good God. Hakeem the dream, dude. Um, Hop step right into the middle for that eight-foot jumper that no one could ever block. Oh, just awful. Oh, God. Why do you bring up such things, man? I'm sick to my stomach, I know. Tell me about it, man. It's awful. Um... 
Vegas has Air Force as 10-point favorites. I'm going to go right around there. I'm going to go Air Force uh, 21, Aggies 10. I can't do it. I can't do it. I got to pick Utah State. I, I'm sticking with them, man. You're we picking go. the Aggies? 21-18. Wow, dude. Wow. That's crazy. Well, six field goals, bro. We're holding them to six field goals. <laughs> that's for exactly like what's going to happen. <laughs> that is the and most. Gonna, you have three great plays, and that's all it is. That is the most uh, ridiculous yet absolutely plausible and probable <laughs> thing that's going to happen is that there will be six field goals kicked for Air Force. Oh my God, that's calling yeah. it, dude. That's a walk off, man. God, that's exactly what's going to happen. I know it. All right. Well, cool. Um, I did want to mention, I, you know, I don't think we need to go too in depth with the Utah jazz, but you want to talk a little jazz basketball? Yeah. I mean, we've missed a lot. There have been a lot of crazy things that have happened. And I, and I mean, the, the situation in Boston, the jazz, like, and I didn't even realize, I mean, what I happened in Boston? Their coach is like suspended for oh, the year. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that's a pretty big deal there. Come on, wake up. No, I thought you meant something happened with the Jazz in Boston. Well, I mean, it's an interesting dynamic. Their head coach was a coach there last year. It's true. It's true. Like, I, you know, like sometimes I know uh, when they had their press conference, he was asked about it and he said he wouldn't talk about it, you know, but it's an, I mean, that's crazy to think about. Like, I'm not even implying anything. I'm just saying it's crazy that he was there when all this was going on. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the Jazz are going to be terrible. And that's just, I wish they would kind of be worse. What do you think of the situation that supposedly they won't trade Jordan Clarkson? Now, you know, I like Jordan. Love the right, guy. Right. I um, mean, is that. I, I mean, I, I like Jordan Clarkson. I like him on the team. I think he's exciting. He might be the, the one of the very few bright spots we have this year to watch because he's just a highlight reel. You know, I, I will, if I'm ever like on the fence about watching the game, I'll watch it because he's playing. So I, I kind of get why, because Ryan Smith needs to get people to pay attention because nobody gives a damn right now about the Utah Jazz, and kind of rightfully so. Um, so I kind of get it, but I, I don't know if it's true. I mean, I've heard local guys say there's no way that's true. You just I just never know. I, I don't like the idea of the owner dictating who stays and who goes, because why the hell didn't he step in earlier? Because this is ridiculous, if that's the case. So uh, I don't know. Gordon Clarkson is good enough to kind of put a at least a, a a step back in your total rebuild, right? Like, yeah, he's you know, like without him, I'd say the Jazz are going to lose like a lot of games. But he's good enough <laughs> to win you. Like, you know, I haven't looked at the schedule, and the roster's not even official yet, so I won't make my prediction. But he's good enough to get in streaks where he can run off just him. Yes, by, he's by, done it so well, many times. Stupid, right? Like yeah. that can't be true, or you're not fully committed to freaking the rebuild. So like, I want to. I know it's our All Star year, and blah blah. Maybe that's what he's hoping for. But like, dude, like I mean, Conley, all of them should go. If you've traded Bogey Donovan. And Rudy, you get rid of all of them. All like of Mike, them. what if you can with Mike? Hopefully at the well, trade and that's deadline, the thing you with, can. with Conley. I don't think I think they've tried that contract's pretty tough to trade. 
So I think that's why he's still on the roster. Otherwise, he'd be gone. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, what the hell are we doing here? I want to play a, a quick game with you. Off the top of your head, do not look. How many Jazz players can you name? Not that many, dude. <laughs> they got uh, Olenek, um, Zeller, Jeremy. What's the guy's Butler? What's the guy we drafted from Baylor? Jared Butler. Okay. Jared I'll Butler, give you that thank one. you. Okay, Just, I mean, obviously Clark Connolly. Let's see. Let me think. You got five. That's pretty good. There's there's a big <laughs> one. There's a big one you're missing. I know. I know. We got him what's from the Cleveland. Person that I think. To, what's that? We got him from Cleveland. Oh, Colin Sexton. Yes. Good um, job, dude. That's that's good. You still going? I don't know. I feel like I could, but probably not. It'll yeah. take a minute. I'd really have to dig deep. Yeah. That's about what I got to when I when I did when I played that game. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I'd even be willing to get rid of Colin Sexton. Like honestly, like I, I am committed if we're gonna do this to doing it. Like I don't wanna be good. I don't even want to win twenty five games. Here's the, the frustrating thing, man. Like, like give me thirteen. I just think and, this is so yes. botched. This whole thing has been so botched. And it's so frustrating because I I really think they weren't that far. I think they had to move a few pieces, a few key pieces that may have been uh, difficult in the locker room or not not gelling in the locker room, maybe not difficult. And, and But then if you can do that, you're not that far off. You still had Borg. You still had Conley. You still had either Donovan or Rudy. I think you moved one of those guys. like that. You still have a really good core that you can build off of and bring some other pieces in and i think you you got it but to just like blow it up but like also be like well not really but we're gonna blow it up but not really and no and then no one cares like they didn't you know the whole rebrand thing has been so controversial everyone is so upset about it no one's gonna buy your merch no one's gonna the the tv deal sucks like what what is what are we doing here man what are we doing why are we like I, I, it's just, it's so frustrating. The whole thing has been botched from the get-go. And I just don't know. It's not easy to rebuild, dude. That's the thing. That's the thing that's so frustrating. Like, we're all saying, oh, it's going to be a, a rough couple, you know, two or three years. No, dude, this could go on for a decade. This could go on forever. Look at how the Timberwolves for, were forever, forever. They had a couple good years with Garnett uh, and Latrell Sprewell and Sam Cassell. But after that, and Stefan Marbury, but like after that, what what were they forever? Look at Sacramento. Like this, the list goes on and on. It is not easy to rebuild, especially when you're in a small market. Like, dude, you're depending totally on draft picks, and it's so hard to find who's gonna break out and who's gonna be a bust. Like, if if anyone had that figured out, they would be bazillionaires right now. So I'm I'm just frustrated, man. I'm just done with it. Yeah, I mean, look, it is a crucial moment in the history of the franchise. There's in my at least from my perspective, there's no question that like I don't it's almost make or break. Like, I don't know. And I don't can't remember if I said it last show and it wasn't a large percentage, but I know Ryan Smith sold a percentage of the jazz to some weird conglomerate that makes me feel uncomfortable being a small market fan. Absolutely. Right. Like, I know he pledges his allegiance, and I don't know Ryan Smith, and if he wants to come on, give us a ring. Like, but when you start doing stuff like that, that's not really the textbook way to run a small market team, in my opinion. I agree. Like, you know, and 
the rebranding, like whatever. I mean, I don't really care. I don't particularly find it good. It's, I mean, the black I, is all right. I, I actually like the, like the black a lot. The black looks all right. I don't like that yellow. I don't like, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of neon. Yeah. I have a neon green shirt and I always feel weird when I wear it. It's a little <laughs> yeah. broy for me, dude. Yeah. I normally yeah. wear it under like a hoodie. And it's like, dang, I don't have any, I don't yeah. want to waste a good shirt. I'll wear this ugly shirt. So I don't like the, the, the yellow, the neon yellow, but I mean, they're bringing back. I thought it was funny that during the team media day, they all wear purple. Interesting. Not, none of those were, Interesting. Were, those weren't seen. So that says all you need to say. And it does feel slightly, I mean, it's, you know, and what he's doing with RSL, same thing, bringing in another owner, like who has teams all over. It just, I don't know, know man. man. I, I, I hate to think the worst, but I've always, I mean, you know, I've always thought that there'll be a time when there won't be the jazz here. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, the city's growing a lot, it's true. you know, an extreme amount. So maybe, maybe that's what can hold them here is that eventually it won't be super small market, just moderate, but that creates a whole nother complication in my life, which I'm not sure I would yeah, like. I either. know, man. I know. <laughs> like, not, this is not the time and place for that conversation. But <laughs> like you said, I don't you know, we don't know Ryan Smith. So I have no idea what it seems like to me as an outsider is that he bought his favorite team and it was a, a nice toy. And he realized he's in over his head, not only just operationally, but financially. Like, I think he realized, well, this is a hell of a lot more expensive and difficult than I thought it was. And so I need to bring in some help. So to me, like, it's just, it's, it, it none of these are good signs. I'll just say that. Like, you know how you run uh, a small market team? You do exactly what the Millers did. Like they just, you could not as a, it, it's like textbook and, and it's loyalty and it's brand strength. And it's just, you do all the things that, that make you, uh, you know, popular and don't, don't, don't overreact to things and don't like, oh, he comes in and he doesn't like our colors. So he just like throws it all out and he's like, this is what we're doing. You know, and I don't know if it was him. I, I'm just saying like, it just seems like it's, it's not how you run a team. You don't use it like it's your, your, your toy, like your new toy that you got. You got to, it's, it needs a lot of strategy, a lot of planning, and you need really good people with you helping you along the way. And they came in and they fired everybody and they sold the radio stations and they did all this stuff. And it just doesn't feel like, uh, it just doesn't feel the same so far. Hopefully well, I'm not wrong. just that didn't, I mean, if you wanted to win the the PR battle, just bring the city editions back somehow negotiate it with the NBA. That's like, it. Yeah. Those will be our primary jerseys. That's it. I'm sure you could do that. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And if I am, you know, 80147 sport, let me know. But I feel like if you really wanted to, you could make that happen. <laughs> I agree. I could be wrong. <laughs> you know, I could totally be wrong. But that I think would have been a home run. This, it, you know, you don't want. I mean, it's crazy that given all the stuff that's gone on, right? It over the offseason that the jerseys even register because I, I'm not, I mean, I'd go back to the purple and white, the old school ones. Yeah, if it love those. Me. I love those. Like man. that is what those I think great. is to me, like just I mean, those are what I like. That's how I grew up. Like mostly because I want to buy those warm up pants. I never yeah. got those. I was always out. Like it they I never I want the original warm up purples. Maybe I even go with the tracksuit. That was a zip up, I think. Maybe. Those oh, are beautiful. Was it? I don't know. Those were beautiful. Those though. were beautiful, them. though. They were great, man. They're the best. I like the warm-ups almost more than I like the jerseys. Yeah. No, I think those are our best ever we've ever had. I really. So, 
I don't know. We'll see. I, it, it, it really, I mean, it's uneasy. Like, you know, I don't know if any of what I'm thinking is even in the realm of possibility and maybe that's what he is. He's adding some, you know, financial capital, some more backers and also some people with insight, but like, I don't know, man, it, it just doesn't, it, it, it has a feel of like, I don't know. You can't, it's really hard to, you can't lose the people in a small market or it, you lose your franchise. You know what I mean? It feels like it's, it's happening rapidly. Like this isn't even a slow burn. Like it just, it's happening very, very, he brought in Dwayne Wade and everyone was stoked. Right. That seems like a long time ago when that happened. Like it, no question. And I mean, look, it's hard when you're a small market because it's really hard to just go for it. Like, yeah, you'll get booed in Boston. You know, Danny Ainge's rebuilds in Boston. The the Garnett one happened relatively quick, but the second, you know, reincarnation of the franchise took a little longer. And yeah. they weren't bad, but they weren't great. But they had a couple bad years to get Tate and those were through trades and all that. But they weren't great. Right. And you have to be you can't lose the fan base's attention, man. And you know, going winning 20 games for a couple of years, you're in danger of doing that. doesn't matter how nice your arena is. Yeah, sure. People will come see LeBron and Steph and KD when they come to town, but they're not coming to see your team. And that's a problem when you're a small market team, they need to be coming because you're going to yep. beat them you need and to they s- want to see a, an amazing game. You need to sell right? that merch. You got like, you just, you have to do better than they're doing. And, and, it's it's just not it doesn't feel like the jazz it just it just doesn't feel like it it's 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 a little scary i mean we've how paranoid has this market been that we're going to lose the jazz forever like it's always been at like the, in the back of our minds no matter what's happening no matter who the owner is it's always been that fear that the the franchise will go away and now i feel just, like i felt like that since i was at least 13 absolutely Maybe. absolutely <laughs> For sure. Like it's all that and the fact that a we long will, time people. I'm exactly. Old, like, that's a long time. There's that. And the fact that we will never be able to sign a, a big name free agent. Like, the, like people don't want to come to Utah and we're going to lose the jazz. Those are always the things that as jazz fans, we are freaked out about constantly. So I don't know, man. I, I mean, and Gail Miller did that to eliminate the situation. I know. Right? I don't, like, what that's happened she, with that? I don't. I don't know how you buy out the trust. I mean, somehow they had to. You can't. I would never buy a franchise and commit to that. Absolutely not. I'd never commit to never. You know, like right, right. There's no way I'm doing it unless you're the Millers, right? Because you're like a pillar of the community. Like you know, Ryan Smith may want to live in California or Arizona. Yeah, no kidding. Sucks. And the Sun situation is crazy with their owner. Yeah, putting the sale up, and they lose to the. 36ers from Australia. It's just, man, they are. I, I mean, mean, that's the thing. The I, with the rebuild of, sorry to interrupt. With no, the rebuild good. of the with the rebuild of the Jazz, like they may have missed. Like it looks like, and look, this is preseason and all that, but it feels like the Suns are falling apart too. So you may have from now on, unless you're the rare exception, you get like the Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, who just love their ob- obviously insanely good. And just like the vibe of where they are and love their coach. Like, I don't see either of them leaving. Maybe, but it doesn't feel like it, right? Right, right. Unless you find those people, which you had in John Stockton, and I feel like you did in Carl Malone, too. Like, they talked a lot, but, I mean, and there was a little, you know, and he did at the end of his career, but not in his prime. Like, he can't go, like, I don't know. So, you need to find, and it's harder in today's NBA than ever. 
So, dude, especially we, ha- we thought we had the two. That's the question. <laughs> we thought we did, man. We at least had a couple more years with Donovan, regardless. You yeah, but Rudy, I mean, our two to three year window, twenty twenty to last year, was our window. Rudy wasn't going anywhere. Like he was happy here. He was fine. He wanted to win here, and I would too for that much money. Yeah, no kidding. But he signed a huge contract. That was part of the, you know, that's part of the problem too. Honestly, I'm not. I you had to, because I think he probably would have walked. And as much as every GM says like they don't want Rudy Gobert, yeah, they do. They absolutely do. You know, like they do. And if you want, <laughs> they, they want why, all the other shit too. Part right. of my language, they want all the other. They want cat, cat who can shoot threes, you know, but doesn't play a lick of defense too. But they know Rudy's good for like twenty wins, man. And if you want to know why if they all want Rudy, go back and listen to the last hundred episodes of our show, and we'll, that'll explain everything. I, I just, to me, like seeing Rudy in Minnesota, and he's staying after the event for like an hour to sign autographs. Like, he's just. I don't know, man. He's too good for this market. <laughs> just, yeah. He's too well, pure. What do you think about Donovan's press where he's like, I know I can play defense. Like, I'm going to focus on it. And everyone I saw Jester and they're like, what do you mean you can, but you weren't focused now, on it? Like, Here's what, here's what said to me. That was just him doing what he always did, which I, 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 I don't think Donovan ever lied when he would get up there and say these things. I just think, uh, it's just him being like, well, we know what we have to do. We just have to do it. Like when he would say that over and over and over again, like we're going to get better. We're going to like, he means it, but it's just, it's not that easy. You know, like it, it's just not well, that but easy. But to specifically talk about defense and that he knows he needs to play it. It's like, bro, you were in the freaking playoffs. Yeah. It was kind of nice to have Rudy. There's any there, time to it? play defense. This is the time, you know, you need to play it. It's kind of nice to have pretty Rudy. much in the NBA 82 games a year. You don't have to play defense. That's honestly. true. Playoffs. You do, you know, but game one of the playoffs, that all goes out the window. Well, you got to play defense, man. It's the playoffs. Well, I, I and here's the thing. I, I really do believe he was trying. Like, I do believe he has been trying. No, I just don't think he's a very good defender. I that's no, really what it comes is. down to. Dude, he's way too athletic. To not be if he that's like Kobe Bryant. He never played defense until he wanted to. And then you're like, whoa, Kobe Bryant can really play defense. It's crazy. Like, no, you gotta want to. Well, d- and I mean, when it would happen for him is when people would start chirping. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that's Ex- what really exactly. motivated him. Yep. That, that can be good during the regular season, but in the playoffs, that's gotta come from inside and respect for your teammates, dude. To even admit that he knows he can play defense and he needs to get better, I thought was sort of a jab. Like uh, I mean, it, Donovan Mitchell, dude, I, look, he did a lot of great things here, but he is one of the most, you know, like when he was drafted, they did not talk about him scoring 20 points a game. Right. He was supposed to be a defensive player. Like, exactly. I think he averaged like 12 points at Louisville. Right. Not he was not averaging. I, I should look this up. So, I, but that was how the, the goods were sold. And then he came in and he scored magnificently. And he even played some defense his first year or two in the league. But about year three, and I don't know if, look, I don't know if this was part of Quinn's coaching as well. It felt like we were very run and gun. And then when we had to buckle down, unless Rudy was saving us, the rest of the team forgot how to play defense. That's what it felt like to me. And that's kind of the end of the that you know, iteration of the jazz. Well, they like just it got, just, it's a luxury to have Rudy there covering everyone's mistakes, you know, and, and also not, not only covering everyone's mistakes, but also you don't like, you can stay out in case 
they kick it out. You know, like it's also you. It allows you to play a different type of defense as well. So it's it's not just that guys are getting lazy, but it allows them to do some other things defensively. But it is pretty nice to have Rudy down there, and he's got your back. Like it's and honestly, I can understand why that would build bad habits in guys. I can not well, even sure. not even like where they're like, oh, I'm I'm mentally checked out defensively because Rudy's there, but just like it's it's like you get beat a couple times and Rudy's right there to, to clean up your mess. So it's like, oh, well, it just it just makes you like not get in the habit of always doing that. You know, like it's it's yeah, not a, a mental thing. Yeah, it's not a it's not a lazy thing. It's not a, a, a thing they do on purpose. I just think it's it's a it's if you get in bad habits, it's just it's hard to get out of them. Yeah, but these are prideful humans, man. Agreed. Like, agreed. Like, come on, you got to step up and be like, no. Like, I, 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 I you know, like, why choir, didn't man. Donovan Mitchell ever try to defend Luka Doncic? I like, just, bro, when he was torching us, or, or, um, what was the dude who went to New York? God, how could I forget his name? I know, dude. Oh, trying to block it out, dude, from Villanova. <sighs> Good Godfrey, how can I miss his name right now? It's because it's late and I'm old and I'm tired. Um, him too. Like, pick him up. Jalen okay, Brunson. Get, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, right. Okay, that exactly. Yeah. Like, maybe Luka Doncic would be too big for you. I'd still try. Right. Kobe was bigger than Donovan. He would have shut him down. So would have Mike Jordan, you know? Like, yeah. he'd have been like, whoa, dude, back up off my jock. Yeah, like, I am the star here. It's true. You know, and he didn't even take Jalen Brunson. Let alone no. Luka Doncic. Like that, that's just like you gotta be you can't say you wanna be the man and then when they when they come for come for you, you can't be like, No, you take a Mike Connolly, you thirty seven year old vet. Good luck. <laughs> like what? You're gonna let Mike Connolly get embarrassed? At least he's trying, dude. Like, you know, like get over there and be like, No, I got him. Dude, you're in your prime. Stay in front of your man. Mm-hmm. Easy. All right, let's do NFL. Let's do it. Okay, as of right now, we're like neck and neck here, man. It's loving it. Um, we are. So I, I'm just going by wins now. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not keeping the whole record because that's a pain in my ass. I have 38 wins on the year, and you have 37 wins on the year. <laughs> Week oh, one, dude. I thought I was gonna get. I thought I was gonna start building a lead. No, yeah. I'm sorry. After week two, I thought I was gonna start building a lead because I want to. I got 11 games in week two. You got eight. So that was a four-point lead by that point. Gone. It's gone. It's bogus. I'm pissed. So now I'm going to start taking this seriously. I mean, the problem for me is, like, it's been hard. Yeah. Dude, last week was a very difficult week, and we both, we tied last week. I think we both had 10 wins or something, which I was very proud of because that was that was a brutal brutal uh week for if you're picking football but this week let's see what we got indy i can't get out i mean dude this is all off the top of my head i haven't even looked okay well i won't hold you to it that's nice of you thank you i won't hold you to it well you can make your your picks and we can do all that um because i know we usually do we usually record on wednesday when we have a little bit more information, a little bit more time to go through it, we're doing it on Tuesday tonight, so it's it's a little off schedule. So I will I won't hold you to any of these picks. I'm not typing them. I'm not writing them down for once. So we'll just go based on what you enter into CBS Sports for our football board. Sound good? Okay. Okay. Uh, Indy at Denver. Who you got? I mean, dude, this is hard. It sucks, dude. Here. No one in the NFL is good. 
There is not a single team that I look at and I say they're good. It it has been. I mean, Buffalo looks pretty good, but they've looked awful at times. Yeah, but they're pretty good so far. I mean, their one loss was you know who did who did they lose to? Of course, I don't have it pulled up. I don't know. I have to look. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not sold on them either. I mean. I'm probably more sold on them than the majority of the other teams, but I still don't think they're great. It looks pretty good. They're lo- who, they lost the, the Dolphins. Yeah, I think. Okay, that's right. That's that's right. So I. Well, then the. What? Well, and then the Dolphins with Tua. You know, you don't know when he's ever going to be back. So it's Teddy Bridgewater again, your guy from Minnesota and Louisville. Yeah, I miss Teddy Brid- Bridgewater. I'm going to go with Denver though on this one. Denver's terrible, though. Everyone sucks. Every team in the NFL sucks. It's crazy. Every team in the NFL sucks. Every team in the NFL sucks. Man. Prove me wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go Indy. I'm I'm picking Indy. I I might change that, but I'm picking Indy, I think. Yeah, that's probably a good pick. God, the Indy sucks, too. I know, but Denver just cannot move the ball offensively. Their defense is fucking good, man. Pardon me. Woo. Defense is <laughs> defense is good. Like, but their offense just is not. Whether it's Melvin Gordon fumbling, Russell Wilson not playing well. They have Russell Wilson. They brought him in specifically so they can move the ball. Yet I believe they're like right there divisionally. Because they, yeah, they have I think they're two and two. Do you know why? Because every sucks. team sucks. Every team sucks. I'm telling you, it's true. New York Giants, they suck. Green Bay kind of sucks. I'm going Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, look, New England really gave Green Bay a run for their money last week, which is what I would have not predicted with Mac Jones out. Having said that, Aaron, you know, Rodgers gets it done in OT. I'm going Green Bay. I hate the Giants. They also, are, it's miserable watching the New York Giants, but somehow they're like, what, two and two. <laughs> It's so it's so true. It's so frustrating, man. Uh Atlanta sucks and they're playing Tampa Bay who sucks. The New York Giants are 3 and 1, dude. Oh I mean, God. those are the luckiest 3 and 1 wins ever. Why if, would I, I If mean, there was any other fact that could prove my point better than the fact that the Giants are 3 and 1, I don't I there's there, it's not possible. The Giants are 3 and 1. Woo. All Let's right, keep it going. Atlanta, Tampa Bay. They both suck. Who you got? I'm going with Tampa Bay. You Me know, too. Atlanta is one team that Tom Brady has never lost to. Saw it on mm. TV last night. He's 9-0. and Wow. Does that change it? Is he going to get to 10-0? and The other team he's 9-0 against, which I wish I would have known this week one, we'd be tied, is he's 9-0 and versus the Cowboys. Helpful information. Why didn't they give that to me week one? <laughs> they should have uh, Chicago, your Chicago Bears at my Minnesota Vikings, who are three and one. Yeah, Bears are two and two, buddy. We're right on your heels. Yeah, we're going to. And the Bears suck. The Bears suck and the Vikings suck. They are one bumbling, tumbling football bouncing Dude, around. Their power their ranking is seven. Dude, they're terrible. They're not. They suck. This is going to get this bit is going to get old very fast if it's not already, but it's true. I'm yeah, going I'm going I mean, Vikings. It is. There's some been some real. Yeah, I got Minnesota as well. It's garbage. Garbage football so far. Detroit at New England. It was a hard one for me. Detroit shouldn't have lost. 
They're better than and New England. I don't, Mac Jones isn't back. They're one and three. Man, if, if Detroit's defense was just average to even Yeah, that's bad, what's killing them. Not god awful. They're giving up 35 points a game yeah, in the it's NFL. It's god awful. It's it, not even bad. It's like bad. That's pathetic. So I want to pick New England, but I feel like Detroit, what are you, what are you thinking? What okay, I'm picking New England, but watch Detroit's gonna come alive in this game. I think so. I'm gonna stick with New England as well, but I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit runs all over them. Houston and the surprising Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars, who are two and two, by the way, somehow. Um, I mean, here you go. It's Devin Lloyd, man. It's the Devin Lloyd factor. That's what it is. Uh I'm going with, with the Jags. Yeah, just because it's at home, right? And yep. yeah. Houston, I mean, took a miracle and it took the Bears being boneheads for them to win there. So, yeah, let's go with Jacksonville. Chargers at the Browns. I'm going Chargers. Is, just, is Justin Herbert back? Um, for sure. Keenan Allen yeah. coming back. Keenan Allen is yeah. questionable. Justin Herbert is back, I think. But as I look at the injury report for, you know, Miles Garrett, I'm glad he's all right. He crashed his Porsche. At least he has a hurt yeah. shoulder. He's not. Yeah, I'll go Chargers, too. Miami at your New York Jets. Who you got? My New York Jets. Zach Wilson coming off a big win last week. Joe Flacco wouldn't have uh, needed to come back win. I'm just saying. That's right. Joe Flacco <laughs> would not have. Uh, I'm going Miami. Uh, even without Tua. And we didn't even get a chance to talk about that. But I'll tell you what. Our, our good friend BD Hill on Twitter, at BD Hill, I think is his Twitter handle. Dude, he's got me like all in on the Bills hate. Why? Oh, dude, like it is. So he is just retweeting all of these Bills fans who are so salty after they lost. And it is like he's got me to the point where like, man, I kind of hate the Bills, too, even though I don't, you don't respect Bills Mafia, man. Well, uh, any any uh, group of people who shows their appreciation by jumping on tables and breaking them. Not the smartest group of people. I'll just say that my kind of uh, people. That sounds like an amazing tailgate. But dude. I do. Love- I'd be scared. I do love me some Zach Moss, so I can't fully hate the, the Bills, but uh, B.D. Hill, man, he, he might have me almost a Dolphins fan at this point. Whoa. Almost. Whew. I have too many teams already, though. I can't take on another Yeah, what is this loyalty, man? <laughs> but I am going with Dolphins. For sure. I have the Dolphins as well. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. I got the Bills. Speaking of them. I got the Bills. You go on P- I mean, dude, do you realize Mike Tomlin's never not had at least a 500 record? I didn't know this that. might be his year. Wow. Year. What's he at now? He is at not good. One and three. Yikes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bills are favorite big on that one. I agree. I'm going with them. Seattle, at New Orleans. I'm going the Saints, but I've been picking against the Saints and it's done me well. It's, it's trending opposite of my normal history. I know. I've, I've been surprised seeing you pick against New Orleans. Oh, they're not that good, but I do like the defense still. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to go with, you know, Jameis. Winston and you know the best quarterback ever, Taysom Hill, Same. getting a victory somehow. Wait, is it Zach Wilson or Taysom Hill? Who's which one is the <laughs> best quarterback? It's tough, man. It is. Uh, Titans at Commanders. Titans at the Commanders. Well, it's a great game. I'm excited to watch this one. I'm glad I'm driving looking at Leafs this weekend because these <laughs> just don't even sound appealing at all. <laughs> Literally zero appeal. <laughs> And, th- and this is coming from an NFL fanatic, too. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, I'm going Tennessee. Like, I don't have much faith, but I wouldn't be shocked if Carson Wentz has an amazing game and they beat him. I'm going Tennessee as well. Your 49ers at your Carolina Panthers. 
I mean, it's so crazy. Like, here's all you need to know. The Niners are two and two. And on our thing, they have the ninth power ranking at two and two. Four weeks into the season, bro. Without five hundred, without their and quote their ninth unquote best team in the league. Without their quote unquote starting quarterback. What is going on, man? Maybe like, people have more faith in Jimmy G than they would like to admit. Oh, well, you should. You should. Their defense you, is also pretty damn good. It is. Right? I mean, it's that's, really good. That's the real start. You of the know show. what? This is this is a Baker, Baker Mayfield type of game. This is a Baker Mayfield type of You're game. Going Panthers. And here's the other thing that makes me do it. They score more points, two more points, and they give up 10 more. I see a Jimmy G fiasco. I'd love it for San Francisco. I'm going Carolina, picking one up. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I'm proud of you. Um, okay. The Dallas Cowboys, who suck, but somehow are three and one without mm-hmm. Dak Prescott. Exactly. And the Los Angeles Rams, who suck and are two and two. Everyone's darling to win the Super Bowl again. Um, I'm going Rams, but this doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. Well, they can't protect Matthew Stafford. Their offensive line was a problem. Look, I know San Francisco offensive line is really good. Our defensive line is really good as well. But let's not forget, they got Lawrence, Micah Parsons over there in Dallas. Both of them are still going to be playing. That could be a really bad day for Matthew Stafford. It could. I I mean I have me? Dallas here. I'm picking Dallas temporarily. I got I got to think on it more. It's too early in the week, man. It's Tuesday. Are you are you telling me I I should sit uh Matthew Stafford? He's on my fantasy team. I should sit him. I mean, their defense is really good, dude. What are they giving up? 15 points a game. I don't know their rank in the league. They just don't score a lot. 15 points a game is good. <sighs> That's what I do know. It's tough, man. All right, Philly at Arizona. Philly's four and zero, but that I mean, I would say they're the most impressive. But I still don't feel super confident, and they are taking on the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Kyler Murray with some man, that guy is fun to watch, for sure. Damn, he's fun to watch. They're zero and two at home. Are you really gonna pick again? You're gonna think they're going zero and three? I mean, how do you not pick Philadelphia? I know, but 0-3 at home? I know, but how do you not pick Philly? This is what I'm saying. This is so difficult. I I hear you, man. I hear you. I'm going Arizona. You're going Arizona. I'm proud of you. That one I'm holding you to. I'm sure you are proud of me. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati Bengals and Baltimore Ravens. Look, Baltimore is in the business of giving up big leads right now. Which you, is shocking. Yeah, you can't trust Baltimore. I know, but can you trust Cincinnati? No, of course not. Everyone they sucks. lost to Pittsburgh earlier this year. Everyone sucks. Baltimore. I'm going Baltimore. But I am I'm too. confident in it. I am too. And then the Monday night game, Las Vegas, who is, wow, what a disappointment. One and three against the three and one Chiefs in Kansas City. I assume you're going to go with the Chiefs. Going with the Chiefs, man. I got to. Uh, Vegas thinks it's going to be a high-scoring game. They got the over/under at fifty-one. What's your tiebreaker? I mean, the Chiefs are putting up points, man. It's hard. Like they are. They're putting up thirty-two points a game. Raiders are putting up twenty-four. Plus, they're, plus, 
Kansas City's giving up 24 as well. So the defense has not been stellar. 60? What sounds right to you? I don't know. It just seems like Monday night games don't usually end up being big shootouts. That does, does feel that way. But I mean, but that doesn't mean it can't happen. You know, it just means it doesn't <laughs> seem to true. happen. So, I, These are true words you have spoken. <laughs> so I'm going, I, I think I'm going 48. 48? 48. 24? How, what, wow. So you're, are you predicting a, a lopsided victory? You don't think Vegas yeah. will show anything? Uh, no, I mean, I think, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. The just, Chiefs are averaging 32, man. Yeah, I don't giving up twenty four right there. That's fifty four. So what are you doing? Sixty. Sixty. You're going sixty. I think like thir- I mean, what thirty five? Let's see. I should probably go. F- I should probably go. Dead air. Dead air. Fifty six. Fifty six. Fifty six. Okay. Fifty six or fifty eight is what I should probably go. All right. Well, that's one I got to think on though. It came down to almost a tiebreaker last week, but unfortunately the. Rams let us down. Yeah. Rams sucks. But I think that's it, man. We've done a really good long show. Talked a lot about football and basketball and all this stuff going on. I don't know. Um, let's do it again next week, should we? We'll try. We'll plan on it. <laughs> try. <laughs> Seems to be tougher and tougher the older we get. Yeah, no doubt. Sucks. Um, but whether or not we're here next week, we definitely want to know what you think of everything going on. So hit us up. Send us an email to Dog and Deuce at gmail.com. I am Dog. And I'm Deuce. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for making us a part of your day. Join the conversation on Twitter. Find us at Dog and Deuce and give us your take. This has been a Studio B production.